This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, today we remind you that you are unmistakably the person that your family needs, and David is the worst. (laughs) That's it. Thank you're you. just the worst <laughs> in most areas you're just the worst <laughs> mostly just this area yeah i mean i'm top like five for you in most areas yeah you're you are great but this particular area where you intro is the worst, is the worst. you love it you love it <laughs> oh most days i love you oh thanks yeah i think you're great <laughs> that's what every girl wants to hear <laughs> Shoot, my mic just fell. So, uh, yeah, no, I love you. Also, <laughs> sorry if that wasn't clear. Is that questionable. It sounds like a question. No, 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 it was clear. But it reminded me that yesterday you drove to South Carolina and back to pick up a couple of our kids. Yeah. And you use the new like uh, voiceless text functionality in the car. <laughs> yeah. And so you texted me. I texted you about plans for dinner, and when I was going to start dinner before you got home, and you texted something like, that's great, go to the corner. And I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, the thing about voice texting in the car, two things. One, everybody can hear all your business. Yeah. So the kids all opine on every time you text me, yeah. because it just like goes over the loudspeaker. The second thing is that anything that anyone else says outside of me gets picked up on the microphone and so there are these like random texts that yeah. go through that I don't intend to, but anyway, I send them anyway. I don't even care. I'm not going to keep redoing a text and just yeah. hope you figure it out. <laughs> I did. I went to the corner and just stared at it. Like, what I was I like, I'm in trouble. I don't know what to do. I'm I, waiting for further instruction. <laughs> remember we used to like gauge timeout length based on age. And so it was like, you're three, so your timeout was three minutes. So yeah. I just sat in the corner for 42 minutes. <laughs> It was actually really relaxing. If I knew that worked, I would do that more often. With me? Yeah. 42 minutes. Time out. Go. Oh, man. You'd probably welcome it. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, right around bedtime? No big deal. I'm gone. (laughs) Check you. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. All right. You uh, you got anything to say? Uh, Yeah. Or is this episode over? (laughs) (laughs) I think we're done here. (laughs) Hey, we've had uh, some good feedback. We've had... Um, a couple emails here and there regarding sponsorship or ads and whatnot. Um, we are trying to stay away from that, but would really love your reviews. If you get a second, review us, rate us um, on wherever you are listening to podcasts. Um, also, share us. We love uh, getting more listeners. We love seeing numbers go up. It's great. Super fun. So share us if you're encouraged. And if you laugh a little at us, we feel good about that. Absolutely. And I'm going to say this, I think, at the end again. You're going to say it at the end? I'm going to do it. So get ready, folks. It's going to be exciting. But (laughs) on our website, growinguppwithkidspodcast.com, that's .com. (laughs) Thanks for the clarification. Um, You can submit questions 
or um, you know, our whole talk today is really about encouraging everyone listening and encouraging each other as we're talking that we're in this together and that we have what it takes. And so, if you just need encouragement, reach out. Reach out. You don't have to submit a question. You can just be like, "Ah, this sucks today." And then we'll say your name on the air. No, we'll we will tell not. Personal <laughs> details about you. No, but we'll re- respond. <laughs> We respond to all our emails, except for we get like these bot emails that are just one word. We don't respond to those. So, <laughs> well, but if you need, if you have a question that you want us to do on the uh, on the actual podcast, if you have just a question you want us to just respond to you privately, or if you just need someone to tell you you're doing great, um, we can do that. We're your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> we're you can't be. We're your Huckleberry. One or one of us we're will be your Huckleberries. One of us will be the Huckleberry. Have you seen that movie, Tombstone? That's no. what that's from. I'm your really? Huckleberry. Yeah. Oh, I, I just thought it was like a known phrase. Is it a known phrase that most people know that I just I think, don't? Uh, no, I think Val Kilmer says it. Oh. Someone's like looking for him. I forget which character he is. And he's like, I'm your Huckleberry. Well, where does that stem from? Is that from like... The movie. I mean, that movie's it. like 25 years but old. But why is he a Huckleberry? It's just it's just a thing. See, okay, so that's you want what me I'm to saying. look up. Like, where does that come from? <laughs> anyway. People just say things sometimes and it becomes a thing. <laughs> So anyway, share us, rate, review us. Please submit questions or let us know you're out there and you need uh, someone to think about you and tell you you're doing great, and we'll do it. We're in. Yep. We're in. In like Flynn. Where's that from? I don't know. That's a that's, that's a me. thing the Huckleberries say. That's in my head. In like Flynn. So apparently there's a thing amongst our kids' age, at least where we live, where instead of saying I'm good, they say I'm Gucci. Okay, is that our kids or our other kids saying That's that? what I'm saying. I think they picked that up at school, and they're like, I'm Gucci. But I think it comes from like some of the older kids, and then you hear younger kids repeat it, Yeah, which is hilarious, because I think they have no clue what they're saying, but they just <laughs> want to be like their older brother or sister. Yeah, it's cute. I'm Gucci. I'm, it's such a weird, that's a weird thing to say. There are a lot of strange things. We watched a movie last night called Booksmart, and- Not a family movie. Not a family movie, really, definitely Really not. funny- Totally for adults. Totally. And <laughs> we actually fast-forwarded a couple pieces, like, where we were like, whoa. I have delicate like, eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was very funny, and I think one thing we walked away from it feeling was, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're raising kids in this world. And, like, their teenage experience is so different uh, than what we were. Because so, it's about two high school seniors. Yeah. And, yeah. The one point they get in this huge fight, and in the background – and it has nothing to do with the rest of the narrative. They don't bring it up. But in the background, you just see people videoing them right. like, with their cameras on. And you're like, oh, that is not something I worried about in high school, that if I did something dumb in public, it would get videoed and posted somewhere. Exactly. I can't even imagine. I just, I think it's a, it's a crazy world we're raising our kids in. I sound like my mother, but it's true. It is a crazy world. Yeah, it's interesting, like, just things to be thinking about as our kids get older and the challenges they experience. Like, not just the, oh, we got to protect them, which I think is part of this, but also just realizing they're going to go into those things someday with a phone or with access to social media or friends who have that. And, like, how do we help them navigate that? Like, how do we talk to them about the pros and cons of that and how to deal when they feel left out or how to deal when they get, like, made fun of on social media or Or whatever? Or when they fall in the lunchroom and it's, posted everywhere yeah like exactly. that it never goes away i think that's another episode that we should do soon yeah um, it never goes away yeah what's scary about that is doing that episode is that i don't feel like i know how to even broach that subject um yeah. so we'll do some research and get back to you boom boom drop 
Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, so what are we talking about today? So it wasn't the most amazing week for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh. there's this socially awkward dog. Socially awkward dog. He's um, He gets mad when I have bad weeks. <laughs> so it felt like it should have been a great week. Two of our kids were with their grandmother, and so there was just three of us in the house. So life was easy. We were living high in the yak, as I like to say. <laughs> And uh, yet I felt like kind of down much of the week. I felt like I couldn't focus. I wasn't producing as much as I wanted. Um, Wasn't really like having time by myself to read and think uh, and just like center myself. And I sort of realized that at the end of the week. But it just made me think as the week went on, like this is a hard time, right? No, yes, no doubt. I totally agree. The pandemic you're talking about, like being in yeah, we're just like in a weird climate. time, and it felt like maybe there was hope in May and June for a lot of places here in the U.S. And it's now getting a little bit worse. And again, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel, but that tunnel is longer than any of us wanted or expected back in yeah. March or April. And I think we have to take a step back and say parenting is hard no matter what, right? Like parenting is hard without a pandemic. Marriage is hard without a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And this has made it harder. Um, And I think what I needed to hear as the week went on was just like, I'm the man for this job. Hmm. Like the job of being your husband, the job of being the father to our three kids and our one obnoxious dog. (laughs) Like that that this is the time uh, and this is the moment and that I can step into that. And so that's sort of all I wanted to talk about. Like, I don't know that we're going to provide any new information on this conversation. I think we're just going to tell people what they need to hear, which is true, that they are the man or the woman for the job of being the husband, the wife, the mother, the father, that that they are right now, right? Yeah, that their position is important and worthwhile. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so... So we're in this uh, interesting time where people probably feel helpless in a lot of ways. There's like some political helplessness. There's um, a lot of the conflict and racial uh, issues that we're going through right now or that certain parts of society, generally white society, are being their eyes open up to. And which, however you view a lot of those things, you probably feel a certain amount of helplessness. I think economically it's difficult right now and people feel like they don't have a lot of control over their futures. Um, And certainly health-wise, like, we are helpless against the broader scope of this pandemic, right? Like we can do our part, uh, but we don't have control. And it just, uh, thinking on that can be uh, despairing. Is that Mm -hmm. a word? Yeah. Bring on despair. Bring on despair. I think that's a word. And it struck me that here's where we do have power, right? Like when I say you're the man or the woman for this job right now, like I have power to move into our marriage Hmm. in a meaningful way, in a loving way, in a sacrificial way. I have power to speak encouragement or not into you Mm -hmm. as my wife and as the mother of my children. Um, I have power to speak to our kids. Like, again, I think a lot of us feel powerless in a lot of different ways in our life, but if you're a parent, you have a ton of power and, and I mean that in a really good way, to shape and to care and to love these little people mm-hmm. um, who are living in your house, whether they're six months old and they need 100% need you for everything, or they're 16 and they really need you for a subset of things because they can obviously 
hopefully, wipe feed themselves, wipe yeah. their own butts, <laughs> do a lot of stuff. But especially right now where they don't have the socialization they may want or need, um, like they need someone who cares for them and loves them and has the wisdom that you have as a parent that they don't have because they're young. Yeah, I think that one thing that is striking to me is we live in a culture that says that in order to be powerful, you need to do something of significance or like that appears powerful. But what I realized last week was just one kid home with me was, one, he was a little bit bored because he was without his brothers, and they provide a lot of entertainment and just give a lot of energy to the household. So it was very, very quiet in the house. But what I realized about midweek was that all he really wanted was to lay on the couch with me and watch the second half of Hamilton and have a good cry. Like, not because anything was it's sad. quiet uptown. Oh, my gosh. I'll start crying right now. But... But really what he needed, my my power move in that was not to say anything of significance, not to quote Brene Brown, who I love, but at the same time, like, I look at her and I'm like, those are powerful words. Like, what mm. she's doing is powerful. What the, the research she's done is powerful. I haven't done any of that. What do I really have to offer? And what I offered to him last week, to our son, was being with him. And mm. that is powerful in and of itself. So I think what I want to clarify and make sure people hear is you have power and it doesn't have to be some magnificent feat or like uh, some quote that you bring up or something like dramatic that happens in your child's life or with you and your child. It can just be the, the mundane, I'm with you and I love you and I see you. Yeah, there's enough drama and dramatic things going on. Like what our kids need from us is stability and joy, and hope, and like you said, just day-to-day, mundane, quotidian, like, presence and faithfulness to them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that is hard to wake up feeling motivated to do every day, you know? like Yeah, why, why is that? Well, it feels, it feels quotidian. There's a book out there called The Quotidian Mysteries by Kathleen Norris, and it's a beautiful book. The other one that we've read before is called The Liturgy of the Ordinary. That's also a really good book. But both of them talk about the everyday mundane activities of life and how powerful they really are and how important they are in your own life, but also for the, in the life of your kids. They offer rhythm. They offer stability. They offer self-esteem. There's a lot that happens in that. But waking up every morning and thinking, awesome, I'm going to have a mundane day and it's going to be influential. Like, it feels like it has a very low impact. And I think that's hard to um, stay engaged in and excited about every day. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Hamilton, and I think I really enjoy that play. It's beautiful. Um, love the music, blah, 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 whatever. Um, the, but it's, and it's two hours and 40 minutes, which is actually long for, you know, sitting down and watching something. I may have a, I may have a really abnormal obsession with it. Yeah. So, you know, I'll balance out your disinterest with my overinterest. It's not disinterest. I'm, but I'm, I just, no one cares why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's other people's disinterest in my boring, re- yeah, like man. prattling. <laughs> I agree. But even though it's long for a piece of art, it flies through essentially 20 years of time and 20 really exciting years of time. Exciting might not be the right word, but like going through the revolution, the first presidency and all the way through his death. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) They say it at the beginning. Oh, okay. When Burr is like, I'm the damn fool that shot him. (laughs) 
But I think sometimes watching those types of things, or I felt this when I watched The Social Network in a different way, is like you watch these stories about people who do what seem like really big things, and they're condensed into two hours. Right. Um, and so you feel like, oh, my life is mundane. I'm not living a good story. You know, I'm not going to be a quote-unquote great man or a great woman. And that actually can be discouraging for me. Mm-hmm. So I actually, that's why I have to step away from Hamilton or other things like that. I really enjoy them, but that they sort of make me feel like there's something wrong with me or I'm not mm-hmm. doing enough. Is that what you were feeling last week? Some of that, yeah. Um, I think I was feeling like I just couldn't get anything accomplished. And so then it becomes a downward spiral where I don't get much accomplished and I feel worse and worse. Yeah. Um, and some of that was actually driven by the fact that our quiet house was so quiet because we only had one kid in the house and he was like reading most of the time. Like he was <laughs> off by himself doing his thing. Yes. He, he listened on tape to the entire... Um, Hunger Games series. The trilogy, yeah, in like a week. So I guess my point is that when we look at art and it's condensed to give you the high points of someone's life, uh, you forget that most of their life is mundane or boring or tedious or really like difficult. And they have to live in like all these doubts and wondering and boredom just the way we do. (laughs) And so in some ways, like if they made a movie of my life, it would not be that interesting, but you could probably eke out 35 to 40 minutes of interesting things. (laughs) And people would be like, Oh man, his life was so interesting. Right. And then, and they but, would but, say to you, they'd be like, "Oh, you were definitely the man for that job. Like yeah. that was exciting and a big adventure." But thirty-five minutes versus hopefully eighty years of life is like you miss all the boredom, all the self-doubt, all the worry, all the weeks where I felt like I didn't accomplish anything or as much as I wanted, all the spiraling from that. And so, be encouraged is what I say to myself. I say to you in this moment. I say to anyone listening is like, your life matters. Your role as a husband or wife matters. Your role as a mother and father definitely matters right now. And doing those mundane, quotidian, sometimes boring, sometimes tedious things make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you know they're probably never going to make a movie or a play about those things, mm-hmm. um, but they matter. Like I just look back and think about the people who've mattered to me. Like most of the time, it's like really small things that no one outside of me maybe cares about, but it changed the trajectory of my life or it changed who I am in a really positive way. Yeah. It brings tears to my eyes. Like I'm sitting here listening to you and thinking that's exactly just what I needed to hear. Cause I feel like it's the same thing every day. I'm sure people with kids are feeling similarly. And now thinking about going into the school, the year of school or the lack thereof, feels overwhelming and scary and it feels like it's the same thing and what do I have to offer I'm not an educator uh we're not homeschooling for good reason because I suck at it um but here we are mm-hmm. um so it does draw tears because I think that um I daily need to be reminded of that that I am the woman for this job yeah and um and I will do my best and maybe that's the one piece of information we would offer, which is tell your husband, tell your wife every morning, you're the man, you're the woman for this job. Yeah. And like, and we got this and we're, we got it together and we're going to get through whatever comes our way together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to fight through the boredom, but we're also going to fight through the agony and the frustration and the fear and the doubt. Um, and we're just going to love the crap out of our kids. Yeah. Drop the mic, Smith. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> you made me think of something, and then I got distracted. When I said drop Squirrel. the mic. Squirrel. 
It reminded you of um, your rap star background. Yeah, my rap career. <laughs> I don't know how it didn't take off. By the way, one of our children has given themselves a rap name. Love it. And he puts on sunglasses and a gold chain he got at a garage sale from an old lady's like estate sale. <laughs> so great. And then he wears a hat backwards, and it is awesome. He beatboxes and raps, um, you know, funny things. Yeah. Anyway. It's so great. Yeah. So enjoy those little things, even though it's really hard right now. Um, remember that you have a lot of power in the best way possible in your marriage and with your kids. Be strong and courageous in the light of fear and worry and doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said I would remember this at the end, and I'm going to. Like, we are with you. <laughs> We're glad to like be part of speaking into your life through this podcast. We're glad to receive comments and questions uh, or requests via our website, growingupwithkidspodcast.com. Mm-hmm. You can go in and log in there, or not log in, but you just type in um, and submit, and that'll come to us. As long as it's not one word, we'll respond. <laughs> <laughs> There's some weird words, too. And you know that we have some um, uh, some people who are just going to like send one word. <laughs> go for it. Maybe we will respond. <laughs> the most creative word will win, I'll tell you that. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, it's a good word today, and um, I think it's exactly what I need to hear in the midst of a hot summer and uh, trying to do this well. Yeah. Someone uh, who I really respect at the beginning of this pandemic said, um, people are going to remember what you do for them and with them during this time. And I think that's really true. I mean, some of our kids are young enough that they may not remember this time, but many of our kids, like this will be a marker in their life the same way John F. Kennedy getting shot was a marker for our parents or grandparents. 9-11 was a marker. Like These are markers in our life where they're not going to forget what happens, and they're not going to forget what we do and how we lean into relationship with them and how we walk alongside them and carry their sadness and their joy and, uh, you know, or their their parents and their loving guides, right? Yeah, and I think the other thing that they'll remember is how we allow them to carry us and Mm -hmm. offer us a lot of joy. Like, I think... Uh, they'll remember us balancing work and life and making dinner and doing laundry and trying to have calls and conference calls and whatnot. But they'll remember that you give them a little wink while you're on a conference call. You know, like those are the, those are the small things where you Is say, I see ca- you call when I mute and start yelling and <laughs> waving my fist. Get at out the, of here. At the naked kid a doing a wink. dance on your zoom call. Perfect. Yeah. That is called a wink. Yes, uh, indeed. Love it. Well, Rachel. Yeah. You. And it sounds like I'm being sarcastic because I can't be sincere very well. You are the woman for this job. You are the woman to be my wife, to love and to, carry and to walk alongside me and you're the woman to raise our boys with and I'm so grateful for you it's an honor all right it's gonna feel a little weird transitioning here (laughs) to the stat of the week all right right Dave Um, so we sort of offhandedly mentioned that we watched this teen movie Yes. This weekend, that is funny, not family friendly, <laughs> and that's okay. If that's you're into that thing, that. you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, if not, just skip it. That's cool, too. So here's my stat of the week. Stat of the week. I have a list of the top grossing teen comedies. Oh, yes. Clueless. Uh, unadjusted, and I want to see if you can name any of the top 10, and you're going to be sorely disappointed that your favorite is not in the top Clueless 10. Clueless isn't on there? It's not in the top 10. It is 13th. What about Girls Just Want to Have Fun? 
No. That's kind what? of like a cult following. Like, that's oh, not a real Oh, that's really thing. sad, isn't it? It's not funny. No, girls just want to have oh, fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Sorry. Like I was the thinking... one we brought up a long time ago that Yeah, that's you a love. great movie. Yeah. I was actually thinking, I don't know why this popped in my head, was um, Riding in Cars with Boys. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that's not a... It's not comedy at all. Comedy? It's very no. sad. Okay, what about 10 Things I Hate About You? Is that in the top uh, 10? It makes the top 25. What? Um, but it's near the bottom. It's like uh, 23. Third. Really? Yeah, 38 million gross domestic, unadjusted. Um, she's all that. Mm, ooh, yeah, number 11. You're getting really? closer. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, mean Girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also close. Not um, in the top 10 yet. No, that one is in the top 10. That's number seven. Okay. 86 million. Dirty Dancing. No. Really? Are they teens? Well, okay, I mean, I saw so- that movie when I was young, so I thought they were like 30. You know, I have no clue what they're, how old they're supposed to be. Right. So I actually read an article on like BuzzFeed or something like that um, that was talking about teen movies that uh, where the main character looks, are they're like supposed to be 13, but they're actually 35. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was one of them. Okay. Dirty Dancing. Because Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey look 35, but they're supposed to be what, like 17? I don't know. That's Something what I'm telling like you. That. Like they, the they just seemed old to me, like older than I was. Yeah. Stuff. The other one is, um, I think, in Mean Girls, the main actress in that. What's her name? Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, I know you're talking she about. looks like she's in her 30s, but she's supposed to be 17 as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me think of other teen movies. So here, I'm going to give you away number one, because I think it is a mistake in that I don't think it's a teen comedy. Um, but actually, they, on this IMDb list, they rank... Spider-Man Homecoming as a teen comedy. Oh, shut up. Now, and this it, list is, has lost all credibility in my but mind. But they don't list Spider-Man Far From Home, which actually made more money than Spider-Man Homecoming. They don't list Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh-huh. which also made um, more money than any other movie on this list other than Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know why. Um, so if you cross that one off, number one is actually... 20- the Breakfast Club. No, that's on the list. Uh, It is not in the top 10, though. Sorry. Um, It's number 16. 21 Jump Street. Do you remember that? The movie, not the TV show. Yeah, vaguely. I don't think I ever saw it. Jonah Hill and some guy who's... Oh, like the new one. Yeah, yeah. Not the TV show. We watched it together. Got it. And it's funny, and it's good. It grossed $138 million. You say... Okay, so as a side note... We watched it together. (laughs) Don't even give me this. You say we watched all this stuff. No, I want to say... That I think that in raising children, there's like a seven-year gap in my memory. And so mm. frequently, you're like, no, we watched that together. And I'm like, I have absolutely no recollection, probably because I was nursing right. like a child or something was wrong with my body and I was fast asleep. You say that like I wasn't nursing also. <laughs> I mean, we were in it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were your nipples bleeding there, Smitho? Uh, they were, but just for different reasons. <laughs> Shafing when I run. Oh, my gosh. Will you run away as fast as you can? <laughs> so 21 Jump Street's on that list. Super bad would be number three behind Spider-Man. What about Spider-Man. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Um, number eight. All right. Now we're um, talking. The oldest one on the list from 1973, American Graffiti, is number four. Oh. Um, Porky's, which I never saw, but was like a big deal in the early 1980s. American Pie, which I also never saw, but was a big deal in the late 1990s, is number six. Mean uh-huh. Girls. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this. I did not, but I feel like this is a movie you would love. Bring it on. Absolutely. Did you see that? I was literally just thinking that. Yeah. Bring it on has to be. Is that number nine? That's number nine. Yes. Uh, Risky Business with Tom Cruise was number 10. Grease? It, um, Grease is not on this list. Oh, my Interesting. gosh. I, that, maybe they don't consider it a comedy. Well, okay. Because so, it's not that funny. Well, it is funny. 
<laughs> it's for, not intentionally but funny, But not though. for the reasons that, like, super bad would be funny. You yeah, know, yeah. like, it's not raunchy, gross, whatever. Yep. So. The other one that I was thinking of was, like, um, let's see, 10 Things I Hate About You, yep. Never Been Kissed. That's on the list, right? Is it? Yeah, I said that. Oh, no, I oh. didn't. It's 14. It's right behind Clueless. Okay. Um, you said Breakfast Club. Napoleon Dynamite is a good one. That's in the top 20. But Pretty not, in Pink? Uh, number 21. Okay. Um, and then a bunch of other ones that we either didn't 16 Candles. See. Didn't make it. What? Again, this might be a dubious list. <laughs> <laughs> As always, the stat of the week is like a minimal amount of research. <laughs> it should not it's be. It's to be funny. <laughs> uh, Pitch Perfect, was that anywhere in there? No. Oh, I, honestly. I've, I've told you all the ones that, that, that's not, I don't know if that would be considered a teen movie. She's technically a freshman in college, but it's like a college movie, and I feel like teen movies are mostly like high school movies. Yeah. Le- yeah. I think you're probably right. Although, technically, 21 Jump Street, the main characters are not teenagers. That's the whole point. They're narcs that pretend to be teenagers. Yeah. But anyway, it takes place in high school. Anyway, good list. I love all those movies. The other ones that I wish were on the list were like, let's see, I loved Legally Blonde. And I love... Definitely not a teenager. She's in law school. She's in law school, but it's kind of that, yeah. It kind of fits a <laughs> little mean, bit. Anyway, Legally Blonde. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a romantic She's comedy. That. What's the other one that I loved? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. That's oh. a teen movie, right? Yeah, we talked about it. I mentioned that. That's oh, on the list. Okay. What's the one um, about the big party at graduation? Um, that's 10 Things I Hate About You. No, 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 no. That's about him. There's two people dating. There's like a whole... This one only takes place on one night... Uh, and it's the one where the guys are like, oh, yeah, he's the guy who wears T-shirts. Oh, man, it's killing me. I love that Shoot, movie. You're going to have to look that up. The other one that I was um, disappointed not to hear on that list is Juno. That's uh, a cute, That's a really good movie. Good movie. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it since it came out. So Here's a teen movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Have you seen that? Isn't that a teen movie? Uh, yeah, that is. Surprisingly, it's not on the list. Can't Hardly Wait is the movie I was thinking that's of. That's what it is. I love that movie. God, that's a good list Although that movie. guy's kind of a creep and like, like many romantic comedies I mean, okay, in real so life, the characters would be like, oh, you don't want to be those people. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> but in a movie, it's funny. Yeah, if you pull back from a lot of these plots and a lot of what's going on in these movies, they are creepy. Like, yeah, they're weird. Absolutely. Right? Um, but. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So on that note, let's yeah. go out into the world and not be creepy. <laughs> Have a wonderful week. Remember, Rachel, that you are the woman for this job. Thank you. And I'm the man for this job, apparently. Yeah, you bet. And we're going to do it. And thank you for working on the farm with me. Hey, thank you for working on the farm. Check ya. Check ya.